Greetings, greetings to all you wonderful, beautiful people out there that's listening to this right now. Thank you for joining me on another excursion of Open Thought. Thank you so much. I hope all is well with everyone out there that's listening. I hope everybody is striving for greatness in whatever form they may see fit for this season, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. However you may see fit, I hope you are striving and getting there as quickly and swiftly as possible. But if you're not getting there as quickly and swiftly as possible, just understand that you are not in a race with anybody, not even yourself. It is something that is a long game, and we're just trying to make it as best as we possibly can. So, hey, blessings to everyone. All right. Oh, and also, before I get get into the topic for this episode, I would like to thank everybody that gave that last episode a listen. I mean, I was actually kind of surprised. I would have thought that, for one, after me getting off of social media and kind of promoting it how I was, that it wasn't going to get any listens. So I appreciate the people that stuck with it and came from whatever that last episode was, maybe a year and a half, two years ago to now, and gave it a listen. I appreciate y'all. And if it was any new listeners that were, that, that, that were a part of that, thank y'all as well. Um, yeah, so today's topic, if you, based off of the, the title, it's, a, it's about sexual health. Sexual education and sexual knowledge. You know, um, over the years, I have realized that a lot of adults have no idea about sexual health. They have no idea. I mean, I guess I would just, to put it in, it's like, I don't know anything about like STDs, STIs, how they can be contracted, what's the difference between certain ones, ones that can be dormant in your body, or ones that have certain symptoms. I don't understand anything about it. And it's not really so much as a surprise with, I guess, the men, but I think the surprise really came from the women that I've, I've been around and actually interacted with in that in that manner as far as discussing it, you know, because sometimes, you know, I just be around. I want to, you know, if I feel like I can have a, a conversation, a critical thinking conversation, which I have a critical thinking conversation with you. So, you know, certain times, some, sometimes a topic may come up and it's like, all right, let's dive into it. So, just off of the small, simple size of people that I've been around and actually discussed it with, I've realized, oh, you know, just when I was on social media, just seeing how people talk about it on social media, it's like, man, it's crazy. But you really have a lot of people, a lot of adult individuals out here that have no idea. So, I mean, and then you also got a lot of people out here that, that find shame in knowing their status and 
I mean, even as far as going to buy condoms, you got men out here that really honestly are ashamed to go into uh, any any place, any facility to and, and buy something that, I mean, for your sexual health is necessary. And it's so crazy because... They may feel like, all right, man, I don't want nobody to be in my business. Right. But I mean, I I would see, I would think that if we didn't have self-checkout, which I mean, I guess that probably made it a whole lot better for people that feel this type of shame. But before self-checkout, going through the line, if somebody sees that you're buying condoms, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, unless they're just immature. So I guess out. I mean, they would look at it and be like, "Oh man, you know that I like that. That's a that's a that's a young man that's that's taking control of his life, and he you know he wants to make sure that he's is safe as I guess possible. I guess you know. I mean, and that's just off of that's just I would think would be the most that you can get out of somebody buying cars. It's like, all right, he he cares, you know, he cares. But, and I get it, you know, sex is something that should be a private affair. You know, it should be like keeping, you know, the the privacy of your own four walls or, you know, whatever, what in, in your own private life. So I get it, you know, some people may see that kind of like opening the door to your private life, but... I don't feel like you should have so much shame in it to the point. I, I, I say this, you shouldn't, you shouldn't allow that, that attempt to keep your sexual activity private to discourage you from going to get condoms. That's all I'm saying. But you got that and even worse. Even worse, you got a lot of people out here that don't want to go get checked. You got a lot of people out here that don't want to get checked. And it's it's like they'll say, Oh, well, you know, I don't I don't have any symptoms, so what's the point of me going to go get checked? Got a lot of people out here that feel that way. So, I mean, that goes back to you not having the proper knowledge on these STDs, STIs stuff like that because as far as what they've told us because I have my you know I have my I have my thoughts and my my possibilities on this but they say you know you got you got a lot of them I ain't gonna say a lot but you have certain certain situations where you may not feel or see any symptoms and you have something I mean if if having symptoms is the only reason that you would go and get checked, then if there's things out here that we can have without symptoms, then that means that we may be interacting with people more than we would like that have something. I mean, now you think about that. So you got... 
got that situation where monkeypox came about. And and it just goes off of the fact that it's like I think a lot of people try real hard to uphold an image more than they would to actually care about their health. Where you got a lot of people when monkeypox came about, they were saying, man, I'd rather have COVID than have monkeypox. And, and as far as I know, COVID was proven or was said to actually kill people. So if you got something that's actually killing people and you got something over here with monkeypox that's, I mean, it's just for for just, you know, make you look not appealing. You know, it makes you look less appealing than you were before you had it. But it's not life-threatening. So you mean to tell me people would wholeheartedly with their chest say, man, I'd rather have COVID than monkeypox. Think about that. That's crazy. You'd rather have something that is that is life-threatening than have something that just makes you look ugly. It's crazy to me. If people really feel like people's really feeling like that. You want to uphold this. You want to uphold an image so bad to the point where you would rather possibly die than not look good. And you know what I mean? I I, I want to say that they said the monkeypox would kind of just fall off in, in, in two weeks or something like that. You know, it's like, wow, y'all, y'all got me with that one. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of, that's kind of wild. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, if you got certain things out here that you can have without any symptoms, like herpes, for example, have herpes. You can have herpes or interact with somebody with herpes and not even know it. I mean, it can sit dormant in your body for, you know, however however long. I mean, it just depends person by person. And I think herpes may be the most the most villainized and the most like it, it has the most stigma on it for sure. I mean, I don't think it's it's kind of crazy actually, like for it to have the most stigma on it when it's actually the one that's non life threatening. It's it's non life threatening, but it's if you was to ask somebody, I'm sure they would say that they probably would feel like their world is over with if they had herpes as compared to maybe if they had HIV or AIDS. They would feel like, they would feel worse, I'm sure, about having herpes than they would have with, with having HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, stuff like that. Like They would really feel like that and it's so crazy to me that that's the case when like I said herpes is non-life threatening and one in ten people at least at least nationally and I don't know if the, I'm sure the number probably has changed 
since the last time I, I did some research on it. But at least nationally, I'm pretty sure it's probably worldwide. One in 10 people have herpes. Think about that. If you meet 10 people today, at least one person possibly has herpes. They're walking around and have herpes, living their life. You know what I'm saying? And, and think about this. If you've had 10 partners in your life, if you've had at least 10 partners in your life, and I'm pretty sure I mean anybody that's within the late 20s, early 30s has had at least 10 partners. If you've had at least 10 partners, at least one of those people have had herpes. At least one. Or will have it, I don't know, you know. But just think about that. You may have interacted sexually with somebody that has herpes and didn't even know it. Because everybody's not going to tell you. And I mean, not to even just look at it in a negative light. They may not know. Hey, you, you, you may have interacted with somebody that doesn't even know that they have herpes. If it can, if it can sit dormant in their body, they don't even know. So, and the reason that they may not know is because, like I said, it, it sits dormant, but they're not going to get checked. And another thing with that is, is all right. You got people out here. I mean, you got people out here that may go get checked, but with the lack of knowledge, they may not even they may not even understand that certain facilities may not even if you, even if you were to say you wanted to get tested for everything, it's certain facilities that will not test you for herpes. I I, I would I would think. I'm sure they would tell you like, oh yeah, you know we we don't have we don't test for for herpes. You'll have to go to you know, you have to go somewhere else, like to help. You know, you have to go somewhere else to go get tested for herpes. Like, so with that being the case, you may have somebody that didn't know this. They go get tested, say, "Yeah, I want to go. Get t- I want to get tested for everything." They get tested for everything and think that they're clean as a whistle when they when the results come back, but they never got tested for herpes. So. Like I said, you may have interacted sexually with somebody with herpes and didn't even know it. But at the end of the day, you sitting around here saying, oh, man, I have no reason to go get tested because I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing any symptoms. I'm not feeling any symptoms. That's crazy. But then, like I said, it goes back to, I. it's, it's another thing that I, I kind of feel like it's a possibility. It's a possibility, in my in, in my opinion, that the statistics that have been collected and put out through the you know what I'm saying you know with the data collection and everything like that may have been so tampered with by people that are too ashamed to tell the truth about their sexual health that it has created this this space for STDs and STIs to be possible in people with no symptoms. And the reason I say that is because, like I said, you got a lot of people out here that, for one, don't even like to go get tested if they don't have any symptoms because 
they may feel like, oh, well, shoot, if I go up in here, especially if you're in your hometown, you may go, you say, man, I want to go get tested. You might see somebody in there that you know that's, you know what I'm saying, taking the clipboard where you put all your symptoms down and stuff like that, and they say, shit, man, I can't put no symptoms because if I put some symptoms, they might tell, they might get on Facebook or they might tell this girl or tell that girl or whatnot, whoop, the whoop, whoop, the whoop. So now you say, oh, I had no symptoms, I just want to get checked. Knowing you have symptoms, knowing you're feeling some type of way, but you you put on there that you don't have any symptoms. So now that you put on this paperwork that you have no, you feel no symptoms, but you know you do, you go in there, you get tested, the results come back, you have something. Now, I mean, I'm sure there's other ways that these people, these professionals can collect this data and create these statistics that they're putting on these forms and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure that the main source is those information sheets. I mean, you know, your your symptom sheets and stuff like that. So they're collecting this data and they say, oh, man, it is. A, so uh, this is a this is a sample size that we can't ignore. This is a percentage of people that we can't ignore because usually they may have said, okay, you know, it's probably here and there, a couple of people here and there that say, oh, yeah, man, I, I didn't have any symptoms, but I got something. But if you got enough people doing this, they have no reason but to say, okay, yeah, man, uh, yeah, it's obviously possible to have certain STDs and STIs with no symptoms. So they put it on there. They got them on these forms, these, you know, stuff like that. Professional, professional uh, prints and whatnot. And now that's the thing. So that's just my personal opinion on that. Just because I know people lie. People lie to try and color face. They don't want to, they don't want to feel embarrassed so much to the point where they'll lie on something. They, they would rather lie they would rather lie than to actually have the proper care to keep them healthy that's 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 my assumption just based off of interacting with people and just knowing how people you know what I'm saying feel about their image so um i guess to sum it up at this point <laughs> don't lie on 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 those on those symptom sheets just know that it's no shame in knowing your status. So go get checked. Uh, just know that you should know more about STDs and STIs. So do some research. Because uh, there's a lot of little nitbits of information. I mean, I'll just give you this one. I mean, a heterosexual man has a a reasonably lower chance. I don't want to say significantly, but I mean, it kind of is low chance, lower chance of contracting HIV from a woman than a woman has of contracting it from a man. And that's just based off of soft tissue exposure. So, I mean, it's just, it's little, little stuff like that, that, you know, I mean, if you knew the facts, I mean, it, it may be some information that you see during your research that may make you feel a little bit better about going to get checked. So, like I said, man, 
Don't feel any shame about going to get checked. Get checked. Pay more attention to your sexual health. Learn about sexual health. Um, and, I mean, stop lying, man. Stop lying. So, y'all go out there. I know y'all going to keep pumping. So keep pumping. Keep pumping. Keep it, go- keep it going. Keep rolling. And like I said, keep- continue to strive for greatness in your in your spare time because, I mean, that's all we got. Keep your health right mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially for sure right now with uh, eggs and chicken being high as giraffe pussy. Uh, I really was trying to go this whole episode without cussing, but hey, check me out. Uh, Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Keep going. Don't stop until you make it to the top.